everyone has an ability to actually be able to present in front of others, but it's when we're trying to present in front of others in an area that we don't value as highly, that's when we get really anxious as well. That's when we get really nervous because we're like, oh shit, I don't, I don't know the material. I don't know the content matter as much. How am I going to wrap my head around this? How am I going to present this? This is not my area of expertise. I'm not highly skilled here. And that's another thing to kind of combat when it comes to presenting. Hello, video marketing professionals. Welcome to the podcast that takes the mystery out of producing videos. I'm your host, Chris Schwager. Dr. Greg Schrewer is a chiropractor in Double Bay. He's a kinesiologist and human behavioral specialist. He specializes in helping people overcome the obstacles, limitations, and challenges that are keeping them from accomplishing their goals and dreams. He is dedicated to helping people truly understand how they live a healthier, more empowered, and fuller life doing what they love. He's also helped me, my wife, my family, and it's just been a really interesting journey. And I had to have Dr. Greg on our show because I know that he has so much that he can add to the people that have that phobia of presenting on camera or presenting in general. Phobia of public speaking. I mean, this is the podcast for you. If you have any of those uh, fears, you need to definitely listen to this episode. Let's have a listen to Dr. Greg Schrewer. All of us, every single human being on the planet has no problem presenting and performing. All of us have no problem with it. We think we have a problem with it in certain situations because maybe we've never done it in that format before, but we're all good at it. And we're all good at it in the areas that we have high value. You and Susan and your family came to us in our practice because of a talk that I gave. I wasn't supposed to actually present at that event. Um, Dr. Peter, who owns the practice that we work in, he was actually the one who was asked to present, but for family reasons, he wasn't able to go. I stayed up to one o'clock that night, literally trying to prepare a speech. And I'm shit at remembering things that I write down. Like I'm not, an, I'm not someone who remembers things by rote. Like he messages me maybe like an hour before this thing's about to start. And he's like, uh, I can't do it. You got to go. And now I'm like, now I'm like freaking anxious, nervous. I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom before I leave. I get on the train. When I get to town hall, I got to go to the bathroom there. I throw this whole speech, right? I wrote like two pages preparing for this yep. thing. I threw it out the window. As I walked up on stage, literally, as I walked there and faced you guys, I was cool as a cucumber. I was like in the zone. Mm. All of a sudden, I just... I knew where I needed to begin because I was talking about NET, this technique I was talking to you about mm -hmm. earlier. I knew I was going to talk about that. I've been doing it for 15 years of my life. Like I know this shit like the back of my hand. So I knew that the problem, like the problem that I was starting with is that people didn't know what it was mm -hmm. and that I needed to kind of convey what it was. Yes. But the thing that kind of got me undone within the 24 hours prior to this whole thing was I was trying to do it in a way that wasn't me. So for me, as an example, Anytime I talk about human behavior or health and well-being or problem solving, because I just love creative problem solving, um, this is where I shine. I'm really good at speaking about it. Uh, I can usually keep people engaged for a lengthy period of time or a considerable period of time because it's my, it's my um, expert subject matter, right? Everyone has that. And oftentimes people don't remember or recognize where they've been good at it. 
So one of the things you could do, one of the things a person could do is help them see when and where in their life they've actually been great at performing or presenting in front of an audience, in front of others. What was it about? What were they doing? What were they talking about? What was the subject matter? Where they literally, they shine. And then other areas are like, they super shy and timid and they just can't get up in front of people and like getting in front of a camera would be too difficult for them. So it's about helping them own that. Most times they're just not owning it a hundred percent because they think they don't have what other people have, which is not true. So if let's say, for example, you, again, we'll use you as an example, and you were one of those people who like, you knew you wanted to do this. You knew you wanted to present on camera, but you, you were just shit scared about the whole idea. Like you didn't want to go down that road because like, like you just know I'm going to be terrible at this thing. So what I would do is I'd go, okay, well, is there anyone that you respect or admire who's really good at that? Like anyone you can think of and they might go and you might go, um, yeah, there's this person, there's this person, there's this person. And I go, okay, cool. Pick the one that you admire the most, who, who you think does it the best. And I know we've spoken about Gary Vee before, so we'll use him as an example because he's actually really good at communicating a message. I haven't, I I haven't really thought about him since our first uh, session. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really, as we know, he's really good at communicating content and communicating a message. So I would, if let's say, for example, that was someone who you admired in terms of performance and presenting, I'd go, okay, what is it specifically about his style or his approach or the way he delivers his message that you actually admire, that you think he does it better than you could. And I'd get you to really clarify that and get really specific on maybe one, two, even three things that you think he's good at when it comes to presenting on social media or on YouTube or when he's in front of an audience presenting to um, like a seminar or a talk or something like that, he's giving an interview. And what I'd get you to do is look for when and where in your life you've done the same thing in a, not this exact same thing, but in a similar or even a slightly different form, but to the exact same degree. If you can't own what you see in other people that you already have inside of you, then you're not going to be able to do it the way you see others do it. You're going to hold yourself back and think that you don't have the capacity or the capability to actually shine like they do. But that's, that's bullshit. It's just us not recognizing our own potential, our own ability to do what others do incredibly well. I remember that session that we had around Gary Vee and I was completely blinded and in awe and had popped Gary Vee on a pedestal up here and, and couldn't yeah. see any, any other possibility. So anyone that slagged him off, I'd be like, oh, what do you know? Like yeah. this guy is God in my mind and i i was i just couldn't see any other way and then yeah. through working with you it got me to understand how i guess debilitating putting people on a pedestal is yeah to your well-being to your development to your growth and that was what i started to understand was that yes you know we all have Gary Venus. We all have the potential to be that person. There's no point in downgrading totally. ourselves uh, and keeping us down because mm. you know that there's no possible way you could achieve Gary V status, for instance. Yes. Now that you've gone through that explanation, I see the uh, opportunity for so many people that continually remind themselves that they can't 
present on camera. They can't yeah. string two words together. They can't get clear on their messaging and get them into this kind of can-do mindset where they are able to see the possibility. And the truth is it's not hard to get someone into that space. So like using that as the example, so let's say you perceived, if let's say you saw him present on camera in some form and you perceived that he was really good at commanding attention, the attention of others. That's your, let's say that's what your perception was, right? And you're comparing yourself to him going, I can't do that. I can't command the attention of others like he can. So then I'd go, okay, well, when and where have you commanded the attention of others? Maybe in a different area of your life, maybe in a slightly different form to him where others have actually shown value and respected you and validated your um, perspective or your input or whatever it might be. And I'd get them to own it first. And then I'd ask them, what's the downside to you of you thinking that he can command attention better than you? What's the downside to you of thinking that? Well, all that's going to do is make you feel small. It's going to make you feel insignificant. It's going to make you feel less than. It's going to make you feel pissed off within yourself. You're going to judge yourself. And how's that going to affect you in other areas of your life? And the more people start to realize how that's a downside to them, that they've put this person on such a pedestal for that thing, they start getting irritated about it and almost like take them off the pedestal and go, actually, no, it's not that good. Like, there are aspects that are great for me, but there is a lot of stuff there that I didn't even recognize that's actually holding me back because I'm trying to emulate him. I'm trying to be like him. I'm trying to do it like him. And I remember when I first started with Peter, he's the Cairo that I started with. I tried to emulate him, like literally to the point of using a lot of the language he would use with new patients, just the technique approach, everything. In fact, majority of the time where I try to emulate him, try to be like him, it just didn't work. And patients wouldn't come back to me. I'd lose patients all the time. And eventually it took a long time for me to kind of find my groove and find my rhythm and find the way that worked for me. And when I realized that I have just as much impact on a person as he does, just my form, my avenue to get there is just different, but the quality of it's the same, then I did that. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And we, we completely are different in our approach to the way we handle patients. Uh, we both serve patients to the same degree, but we're just, our just approach, we come at it from totally different angles. And if I, if I continue to try and be like him, compare myself to him, put my abilities down and put his ahead of my own, I would never be successful. I, would ne- I wouldn't be doing this right now because you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have heard me talk at that event because I wouldn't have been there. Yeah. We'll be back with Dr. Greg Schreuer in just a moment. Video is everything. And because the world now is demanding that you appear on camera in some shape or form, it's time to get the skills of a professional presenter and make life easier when it comes to producing your own video content. Go to ridgefilms.com.au slash DIY because do-it-yourself videos should be easy and they should work. The DIY video program helps you personalize sales video emails and convert prospects faster. You can create quality social media training and marketing content in volume. You can record professionally produced video updates regularly with ease. And of course, look and sound amazing in every video meeting without any tech hassles and get all the professional support resources and practical training to help you start your video marketing journey and present like a pro. So unboring your videos to improve sales and marketing results and go to ridgefilms.com.au slash DIY. 
the outcome from that event that you've had, I believe it's been great for you with regards to mm-hmm. bringing on new clients. Can you just talk about the result, I guess, of, of that pivotal moment, I guess? Well, that moment for me and particularly for the practice, it changed the trajectory of our practice at that particular point in right. time. Um, for Peter as well, not just me. So obviously I was representing the practice, also representing NET as a technique and representing myself as a practitioner independent of the practice and the technique. And so that gave me an opportunity in a very a very uh, receptive environment generally to be seen for the things that I do, to be heard, to um, show a particular approach that I have around human behavior and the work that I do as a Cairo. Uh, and that attracted particular clientele to me who wanted that version of work, I guess. Um, it also attracted patients to Pete who wanted a different style. So it's allowed our practice to actually really grow and to strengthen and to um, pivot in a, in a kind of in a new direction. Mm-hmm. But for me, just independent of the practice, it was quite a rewarding moment for me it's kind of almost like i've landed right that's what it felt yep. like yep. in a way was it like i've landed pe- pe- yeah people know me yes and i'm affiliated with this person who is well known yes. in the health and wellness world for right. the stuff that he's doing and promoting and helping you know practitioners and uh people like myself mm. get get heard mm. on, mm. on his platform mm. so all of a sudden i had an association with that as well yeah, sure so now I had this platform that I could kind of present from and move from and uh, stand stand from, so sure, to speak. Sure. Which was kind of a, it was a real pivotal moment for me mm. on, on my journey. And and it all came to taking the leap. Had you yep. not done it, you 100%. would not have got anything from it. If you act, don't act, no. you don't get. Are, are you just crowding your mind with trying to commit things to memory and trying to come off sounding like, the expert and the pro. I mean, yeah. we've seen it so many times with people on camera, exactly the same thing. And my personal experience with talking at Lloyd's Weekly Forum, Sydney, Melbourne, and was asked to present in front of hundreds of lawyers, like <laughs> I've barely ever, <laughs> barely knew a lawyer, right? Now I've been asked to present. And I, I, so I got presenter coaching, um, yes. some, some intensive stuff. And I've presented many times, but one of the things that I didn't really take serious enough was, and I do remember her saying this, is like, you've got to be yourself. Like you've just got to be yourself, yeah. but you've also got to learn that you, ca- you have to be able to reduce the ums and ahs and the fluffy words that aren't, just yeah. aren't going to stick with people. And so I was very conscious about that, right? But I had practiced this intro. It was a pat interrupt. It was trying to get command everybody, get everybody on board, divide the room, all of that type of stuff. And they introed me and I came out and it was just fucking dry as. I remember Brendan saying, you know, it would have been good just for you to like be yourself and to see, you know, more of yourself come through and just just do, you know, just the Chris, you know. <laughs> and I was like, yes. right, okay. And then, <laughs> fair enough, I'll take that on board. I flew to Melbourne like two days later. And then when I walked into the exhibition center, there was just like everybody was coming up to me. You know, man, you, you got to like pep it up a bit. You know, like I had the, <laughs> I had the, I had the, uh, the, the host, he came over and he's like, you know what? I just want to talk to you for, for a minute about your presentation. And like everybody was, was having a go at me. Right. And I had the 
5 p.m. or whatever it was, 4 p.m. session on a Friday afternoon. But I knew that if I was going to do this better, that I had to do it my way. And so yeah. my pattern interrupt was storm on the stage, clap my hands, kick the fucking mic, do whatever to get attention and then really get them razzle-dazzled on this home stretch before the whole thing was wrapped up. And it was just yeah. a far better experience. I had fun. I enjoyed it. I was relaxed. And I knew as well that talking off the cuff and going off the rails and changing it up was a part of this the theatre of presenting, part of the theatrics. Mm-hmm. Nobody will know when you miss a line, miss a slide, forget the message or whatever it is. It's, the show goes on. And I think when you get over that, you realize that, oh, shit, man, like, it's not that bad after all. Do you know what I mean? No. That the floodgates open, the barriers removed. But the result of which we did close a lawyer for like seven grand's worth of video marketing, right? So, Amazing. the output was positive. It wasn't just all in vain. Oh, this is just about progressing my skill set. <laughs> like, it actually did lead to a conversion. It yielded a return. When you're comparing yourself to somebody else and you're trying to do it a, a way that isn't your own, you're going to fuck up. If you're worried about the um, reactions of others, the judgments of others, the criticisms of others, if you're too attached to that shit, you're going to fuck up. So the key is to resolve those two pieces. As long as you resolve those two pieces, you're going to be able to shine. You're going to be able to do your thing, no problem. But if you're attached to either of that stuff, if you're putting yourself below whoever you're perceiving is better than you in your imagination or in your mind, you're never going to do well. And so what you did based on what you just said is you did you and you weren't attached to obviously an outcome and you just went there and did it your own way. And because you did it your own way, you were energized. You're probably a lot clearer. You're probably in your executive center more consistently. So you could, you were in a natural flow and a natural rhythm, which is generally what happens when you're being you um, and your message got heard, it got received and you got a conversion out of it, which was actually a much higher return on your investment, if you think about it, because that was actually a good um, piece of feedback for you. Yes. Is to know that when I'm being me, when I'm choosing to be me and not attached to people's judgments of me, yes. I actually get a much better return on that. Yes. So the criticism is sense? feedback. The feedback is healthy. And it's 100%. nothing but progressing you as a value professional on the open market. It helps you fine tune what you do. There you go. That's what it helps you do. Well, unfortunately, we've reached the end of part one in our two-part series is presenting on camera holding you back, is presenting holding you back with Dr. Greg Schroer. But here's a teaser for next week's episode. They're going to be people who connect with what you say. They're going to be people who don't connect with what you say. But if you're trying to get it perfect because you want everyone to connect, then you're not going to get anyone to connect. It's just never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So you just got to be you. Be you just got to be you. The, the one thing that I've learned in my life, it's one of the many things that I will always remember, and that's the thing that I try and teach every single person I come into contact with, is you got to get to the point where you're not attached to other people's perspectives of you, good or bad, because then you get to be yourself, you get to be authentic, you get to be in flow, you get to be in rhythm, and you get to do the thing that you do best, whether that's presenting on camera, whether that's performing in front of an audience, whether that's selling to a client, whatever the hell it is, you just get to do it brilliantly. Join us next week for part two of Is Your Presenting on Camera Holding You Back with Dr. Greg Schreuer. You definitely don't want to miss it. That's all for this episode of the video. Made simple podcast and see you next week.